0: Good morning, my Christian sisters and brothers. I am very pleased and happy to be here with you this morning to celebrate and to worship as the focus is on the United Methodist Women's Service. I thank Rosa Washington for inviting me. Quite surprised because usually this is, I'm usually sitting with you. This is not my role, but thanks be to God, I'm going to try my best. Will you pray with me? Gracious and loving God, thank you for this day and for allowing us to arrive safely to this place of worship, Davis United Methodist Church. Lord, it is through your grace and love that leads and guides our directions in all we do. Thank you for your presence in our lives. We are truly grateful. Bless the pastor and this congregation. And thank you for the United Methodist women and their work. Keep each of us in your loving care. And please order our steps in your word. Mm -hmm. In Jesus' name we pray. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable to you, O Lord, my rock and redeemer. Amen. Amen. My message this morning has a focus on uplifting United Methodist Women's work through mission projects. The title of my message is United Methodist Women, A Ray of Light and Hope, to Gung Moon residents. As many of you may know, that the United Methodist Women has mission, national mission projects all over the world. And Gung Moon is one of them. It is located in San Francisco. As Rosa has said, I have served on their board for a number of years. And I have worked with this organization so I have witnessed firsthand the work that they do. I think that um, one of the reasons, uh, because they have such a strong, committed, dedicated executive director. She works tirelessly and hard. And they also have a very strong functioning board of director, directors that believe in the mission that Gun Moon is providing. There are many scriptures that direct and guide the work of United Methodist Women, and they were read this morning. But I'd like to add one. Philippians 2, verses 4 and 5. And it says, Let each of you look not to your own interests, but to the interests of others. Let the same mind in you that was in Christ Jesus. As I look at Gum Moon's early history, Methodist women in the late 1800s took these scriptures to heart as they saw the need and began to help young immigrant Chinese women in San Francisco's Chinatown. A Methodist minister, his wife, and a few Methodist women established the Oriental Home and School to provide shelter, educational, and vocational opportunities for young women and girls. In later years, it also served as a full-time orphanage for girls under the age of 18. Their mission and purpose was to help and advocate for women and children in Chinatown. The climate for women and children during this period wasn't good. And an unfortunate thing happened. The earthquake and fire in San Francisco in 1906 destroyed the building. A new building was erected in 1911, and through the years, the need for housing for employed and student Chinese women and girls became their primary focus. The name was then changed from the Oriental Home and School to Gum Moon Residence. Gum Moon has a rich history of addressing the needs of young immigrant women and children through the years. They celebrated over 100 years of service to San Francisco in 2011. It was quite a glorious celebration that unveiled a lot of history, including a time capsule that was kept in a safe place for 100 years. Everyone stood around in excitement, thinking, what's in this time capsule that's been stored for 100 years? It was opened, and it contained documents, pictures, as well as other interesting items. So, a new capsule with pictures, documents, and a few items were put away to be opened in 2111. Presently, Gum Moon's purpose, mission, is still to address unmet needs of women and children and to provide a safe sanctuary to live in. There were 24 women who lived there last year. In recent years, the racial diversity is quite extensive, with women from Burma, China, South Korea, the United States, Fuji, Morocco, Nigeria, and Peru. The women there are employed in various occupations, such as banking, finance, health, government, law, and social services. Some of the residents are students and self-employed. There are also women who are enrolled in the Transitional Housing Program for survivors of domestic violence, sexual assault, and human trafficking. In addition to Gung Moon providing housing needs, the Asian Women's Resource Center is a program started by Gung Moon. It provides a variety of family support services to help the women to become independent and self-sufficient. Child care is available for those who need it. Recently, they expanded the family support program to other neighborhoods in San Francisco. Presently, Gumloons Building is undergoing a seismic upgrade and is being completely remodeled with new floors, painted walls, kitchen and bathrooms with new fixtures, new furniture, and more. The project is almost complete. The City Department of San Francisco has been the largest donor in helping them with this big project through grants and loans. In order to work on the building, the women living there had to be relocated in Chinatown and other communities in San Francisco. So needless to say, they will be very happy to return to this beautifully decorated home. I was there yesterday, and it is really, it's just amazing what this old structure has turned into. Currently, there is still a United Methodist Women's presence at Gung Moon. Through many avenues, such as grants and loans from the Women's Division, which is now the United Methodist Women, representation on the Board of Directors, and visits from local UMW units in the western jurisdiction. For the past couple of years, a small group of United Methodist Women from the state of Washington have come to San Francisco to help Gummoon with their annual benefit dinner. They helped to make table decorations, favors, and were available to do anything that was needed. There have been many other visits to Gung Moon from UNW units. Last summer, a group of California, Nevada, United Methodist Women visited Gung Moon, and they prepared lunch for the ladies. Yesterday, two directors from the United Methodist Women in New York visited Gung Moon. They attended the director's board meeting to review the mission project, because they have been supporting it for many years. So every year they come out and they take a look to make sure that this project is still working. Their comments and review was quite positive. They are pleased with the service Gung Moon residents and the Asian Women's Resource Center are providing. So, as we continue to do the work of helping Gung Moon, started by a Methodist minister, his wife, and a few United Methodist women over a hundred years ago, we say thanks be to God for sending help from so many sources along the way. If you would like to visit Gung Moon you may contact Gloria Tan, who is the executive director, and I can give you her number. Congregation, I must say that it is a blessing for me to be a United Methodist woman because we, too, take the scriptures previously read to heart, as did the early Methodist women. There are many resources that are available to us such as the reading program mission education events leadership events that were such that were held yesterday in Napa spiritual growth retreats and the list goes on to help us with our spiritual journey as we follow the UMW purpose and keep our pledge to mission through a variety of projects, both locally and globally. In closing, my sisters and brothers in Christ, let the Spirit of God lead and guide you as you let the light within you shine in all that you do in faith, hope, and love and action to help those in lead may God bless and keep you. Thank you.
1: Uh, We really do appreciate her coming over from Gum Moon. By the way, some of our United Methodist women have visited Gum Moon and probably would be more than willing to share uh, their experiences with you if you would like to hear that. I would like to spend just a couple of minutes, just a few minutes, um, talking to you this morning about the light of Jesus Christ and how it is being shown around the world by UMW um, and the difference that one person can make in this world. A young man named Nirmal and a young boy are riding on the same train on their way to Mumbai, India, Nermal, who is an intern with the community outreach program, is returning from a visit with his family. He feels drawn to the young boy, who is crying uncontrollably. When he starts to talk to the boy, he learns that the boy's father has been beating him and that he has run away from home. Through his sobs, he says to Nermal, "'I just want to kill myself.'" Nirmal never left that child. He took him to his home and worked with him over several years to accomplish a change in attitude of his father and to reconcile the family. This is the beginning of a lifetime of Nirmal showing the love and the light of Christ to women and children in the slums of mumbai now nurmal being the compassionate type of individual that he is would obviously attract a woman with similar attitudes toward helping others 10 days after they were married less than 2 weeks she talked to nurmal about starting a shelter for young girls who were abandoned abused and or children of sex workers Today, they are the proud and tired parents of over 30 adopted girls and their two birth children, all of whom live in Sharanam, their five-room apartment in a slum area of Mumbai. The girls live in the room that you can see in the pictures. Each of them sleeps on a pallet in this room, and they have a small cabinet for their possessions. They attend school receive dance and music lessons, are taught to sew, have a yoga instructor, utilize the computer lab for their schoolwork, and are happy, well-adjusted, loving sisters whose smiles light up this room when visitors arrive. I found one of the most interesting facts about this situation is that Nirmal and his wife are truly their legal parents and are responsible for all aspects of their lives, including their education and their marriages. The parents work diligently to honor the girls' various religious and cultural backgrounds. Two of the girls were married in 2011 before we arrived in January of 2012. One of the marriages was a Christian marriage, and it was a love marriage. The other one, however was Hindu and it was an arranged marriage. Guess who had the responsibility? Nirmal had to meet the parents of the other family. He had to make all the arrangements because he was the legal father. And if you want to share another story with me some other time, I'll do that. (laughs) New children come into this family as the older ones go to college and are married. Now listen to this next section. This one just blows me away. This this man is so well known in this organization that the local police, transportation workers, and medical personnel call him when a girl is found at a train station, wandering on the streets, or in medical crisis. Think about the adjustment of a new child from the streets into this home of 30-plus individuals. For most of us, Sharonam would be more than enough responsibility. <laughs> Nirmal, however, is now the director of Corp and continues to fight find ways to help children and women of Mumbai. Among his many other creations and responsibilities is the Tani Home for Children. Do any of you recognize that name? Do you rem- do you recognize the names Nazreen? rashada and Dipali. Those are the three girls that this congregation has adopted. And we send funds to for them to be used so that they can go to school and they can have these lessons and they can do all these things that they do. Several of us last year on our trip drove several hours to get to Tani to meet Nazarene along with the other children who reside there. It was so wonderful to see the excitement and curiosity of the children when we arrived. They were a little shy, but their eyes lit up as they danced and sang for us. The teachers graciously offered hospitality of food and drink and happily answered our many questions. Nazarene Proudly showed us the scrapbooks that each of the three girls had created from all of the items received from members of this congregation presenting the packages for the three girls was a little difficult for me because we did not have packages for each of the children but as you saw in the pictures Dave Woods did present each child with a handmade cross that he personally had made The children were all smiles during that presentation, and it was so touching to watch the older children helping the young children as they adjusted their crosses. Mixed feelings confronted us when we learned that we would not be able to meet Hershada and Dipali. But listen, why? They were part of a group of students who were in Calcutta competing in dancing and singing competitions at the Asian Youth Festival. They planned to be back for our trip but for our visit but their train was late so they never made it. Our disappointment in not meeting them was nothing in comparison to our excitement knowing that these children from the streets are so blessed to be cared for in an environment that enables them to travel and to compete with other children from all over Asia. I could continue for several, several hours and though pe- people that know me know that I still do talk about this. And I would love to share with you the other stories and about the many projects undertaken by Nurmal & Corp that in 2011 supported over 5,000 families and 27,000 individuals. One person The members of Davis United Methodist Church serve an important role for this organization, as you can see from their website. Notice that the Global Ministries of the United Methodist Church is about the third one down. You see it? What else is on there? Davis UMC VIM team. These organizations are listed on their partners page. UMW, by the way, at that time fell under Global Ministries. Okay, now, why am I telling you all this? Why is it important to today? Every year, for several years, Rosa has made the statement that she would like to step down as president of UMW, but she wouldn't do it until someone else was called to the office because she did not want Davis UMW to go out of existence. She understands the difference made by the projects supported by UMW and this church for women and children around the world. True understanding of the importance of the projects of UMW didn't occur to me until my participation in the VIM trip in 2012. Without the support of their partners, Nirmal and Corp could not continue their many programs. I now understand, and I hope I've given you enough information to understand Rosa's passion for the mission of Davis UMW and UMC. I plan to do my part to keep this organization and this church vital in the mission fields. I hope you join me.